So what's up, Dan? How you doing? I'm living for a Tuesday night. You? Oh yeah, I'm about the same. It's uh, as we record this, it's Thanksgiving week, so I am actually done with my work for the week. So it's just uh, pretty much smooth sailing through the rest of the week. However, I got a bunch of projects around the house that I have to do tomorrow. So that's not... even worse than going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah, we have to put. Um, so I, you probably know we got this new cat, and so where I'm putting a cat door in the. Um, I mean, we have like seven cats. So this isn't the first one, but um, we're putting a cat door in the laundry room where their little litter box is. So I got to put that in tomorrow, and then um, another project I have to do is. This is the first time I've ever owned a pool, so we have the cover on the pool, but it's like full of rainwater so I've, i'm gonna try to drain that off i don't i don't even know how to do this so i, I think i'm doing something wrong go get a, uh, a pump that's what we use hmm. that makes sense so i'll probably do that tomorrow well our cat climbs our cr- christmas tree and it got about halfway up there tonight and it was hilarious actually oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so that's that's about where I'm at this week, so it, it doesn't matter. I get the rest of the week off, so I'll, I'll take it in any way that it comes, as long as I don't have to be responsible for any kind of work or, you know, anything like that. Well, I'm excited to eat my brains out Thursday, so that's, oh, sure. that's what I keep looking forward to. Yeah. Are you off tomorrow? No, I got to work tomorrow. Oh, sucks for you. I say I have to work. I have to show up. I have to show up. Yeah, yeah. I got to show up. That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get like kind of involved in our conversation for tonight, uh, what what are you drinking? All right. So specifically, I am drinking Balcones Baby Blue. Um, as you know, and if our listeners don't know, I am a humongous corn liquor fan. Mm-hmm. And so Balcones does a baby blue that is predominantly corn with a little bit of barley in it, and it is pot sealed. And we will get into this later, I'm sure, but I am a humongous fan of pot stilled liquor. I think that it tastes uh, a lot of characteristics flow. And so that, as we will get into later on, is what I'm drinking tonight. And Sweet. You? I am drinking kind of almost for the same reasons but i am drinking um yellowstone select and it is a bourbon made by my friends down at limestone branch distillery and i kind of chose that because like you i like the pot stilled and um just kind of the craft the small craft distillery so the guys down at Limestone Branch are one of my favorite craft distillers, and and everything they do is pretty top notch. So sweet. I want to give them a shout out, and that's yeah. that's what I'm drinking tonight. Uh, so before we head to the break, um, so I just want to cheers and and here's to a good conversation tonight. Absolutely. man so tonight's talk is a continuation of 
the last talk we we had where the last talk was talking about just the mash itself like the process of mashing and what a mash is and that kind of thing now we're taking it a step further and we're talking about the actual distillation so personally in the moonshine or whiskey making process spirits making process this is probably one of my favorite parts of it. And I, I like the, the work that has to go into doing this. And, and I, personally, I've only kind of distilled on a small still, just like you. Um, but there's still a lot of work goes into it. A lot of sweat goes into it. It's hot. It's, you know, just, it's a lot of work, but the cool thing about it is it's magical for me. So what I mean by that is you are taking one thing and completely through the process of distillation, you're turning it into another product. So you're literally taking one thing and converting it into another thing, totally different than, than what it was. And so, you know, I, I know you, kind of know where we're going with this tonight but you know we talked last week about you know the mash and what makes it so special but now we're taking that mash and we are completely making a new creation out of it does that make sense you know <clears throat> it does make sense and one of the things that i love tremendously about that process just before i run i have a process that i do I will dip my hand into my mash, and if it's sticky, I won't run it. If it's not, that means I'm good to go. It's ready to run. Right. But also what I'll do is I'll take a little bitty spoon or a ladle or whatever, and I'll taste it. And it tastes – I mean, if we're being real here, it, it, it's not a good taste. It's mm -hmm. It just does taste sour and, and whatever. But my favorite part of the entire process is putting it to the fire, you know, right. setting it – to the fire and, and really whenever the smell comes out, you can smell the different notes. Um, you know, without getting ahead of myself, <clears throat> you'd asked me what I was drinking tonight and we had discussed our pot still. So for the ones that do or don't know, I'm going to reiterate real quick, a pot still is nothing fancy. It is simply a, kettle with a worm uh, crossover pipe and a worm right. and it basically just takes your mash and separates the low ones from the high alcohol that's that's what you get and you do this over a process typically twice that's how i do it i do it twice and it becomes your final product and the reason that i like the pot dis distillation so much is so much characterization carries over from your mash so last week we discussed about hand selecting the grains, right? I knew you in the womb and, and Jesus calling out the 12 and hand selecting these grains, <clears throat> but it's not enough to hand select these grains and mash them in. We've got to try them by the fire. This right. week I'm reading the book of Job. That's a perfect uh, testament to that. You know, trying by fire, James um, 1.13 actually says those are, those that are tempted don't ever say that it is God that tempts us. However, God does let us go through the temptation and, and the trial. 
I myself do not set the mash on fire or, you know, bring it up to temperature, but I allow it to do that so that I reach a final product that I desire. But the, the, the key thing here is when that mash reaches its temperature and does what it's supposed to do and reacts, if, it, if it's a good mash under that fire, under that trial and tribulation, the product that you get on the, on the backside, man, can win awards. It can, not only can it win awards and does it taste fine and does it bring people together? You know, the Bible even talks about, you know, alcohol bringing people together and, and, and being merry. Um, but it can also be used for medicinal purposes. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where I, I wanted to go with this conversation tonight is to talk about kind of the before and after and you know we exhaustively talked about the mash last time the importance of mash but i wanted to point out that when, when we start talking about distillation there's a a time for distillation and one one of the things i, I really wanted to, to focus on is mash versus the distillate that comes from the steel and so you know, if you if you think about, and I'm not getting to the spiritual aspect of it right now. I'm just, I'm talking about just just the actual distillate part. But if you think about once distillation is like the process that that we're going with, right? Your mash, if you don't do anything with it, like if you don't turn it into a distillate, if you don't distill it and turn it into you know, whatever it is, it's going to be whiskey or rum or whatever that mash goes bad. Right. So the mash has served its purpose and now it's time to become something else. Right. And so many times, you know, Jesus spoke on things like this, like, you know, eternal life and being born again and those kind of things. And it's basically, dying to yourself, taking what you know is yourself and putting it away and then becoming something else, right? So the kind of the verse that I want to focus on for me tonight is Galatians 2.20. And, you know, that that's the verse that says, I have been crucified with Christ. No longer I live, but Christ lives in me. The life that I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So, that's a pretty deep passage, but it's it's one of those things that's to me it's like chess or something. It's easy to 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 hear and 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 understand, but it takes a lifetime to master because it's it's it goes so deep. But I, I want to use distillation to make the point that as Christians, if we truly do die to ourselves and we are crucified with Christ and we we still live. Technically, all that means is our old self is kind of dead and, and we're a new person. So we take this mash, right? If the the mash decided, I don't want to be distilled, I don't want it to be a distillate, well, guess what? The mash has a limited life span. It turns sour. It you, you said it earlier. You said you taste your mash before you run it, and it's it's sour. No longer is it sweet. At that point, it's time to be distilled and create something else. But if you if you were to say, or if I were to say, or any distiller out there were to say, you know what? 
it tastes kind of sour, but I like it. I'm just going to keep this. Well, guess what? The shelf life on that thing is a few more days and that's it. And then it's vinegar and then it's horrible. But if you if it's distilled, what I like about this analogy that we're talking about tonight is it can be distilled into something that can sit on a shelf for the rest of existence. It doesn't go bad. Whiskey in a bottle that's sealed up properly will never go bad. Kind of one of one of the first points I wanted to make is Jesus spoke many times about, you know, the living water and eternal life and that kind of thing. And, and I think it's kind of fitting here to point out that, you know, our life before Christ is mash. And so at some point that turns to vinegar and it fades away. But our life after Christ, after the distillation, that distillate can sit on the shelf forever. So there's something to be said for that. There's a lot to be said to that, actually. And that's something that, um, to be honest with you, I never thought about until you had said that because, you know, we think that we can do things by ourselves, and we think that we can do this, that, or the other. And so one of the things that, you know, you just said is that if mash is to be left alone by itself for a long time, it turns to vinegar. I don't know if you have ever had this specifically happen to you, but I have distilled vinegar before by accident along in my early days of distillation and things like that. What I thought was sour mash was actually vinegar and I distilled it and it turned into vinegar, vinegar, vinegar. And that honestly, I don't, the only thing that I know that vinegar is used for is to pretty much, dump it down the drain. I, I have no use for it. You can't drink it. You can't do anything useful. I mean, besides cleaning products, but you, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so, but to take a mash and, and typically about three weeks is, is it's breaking point And that's about it. But you want to look at the eternal life aspect of it. You know, take a look at Evan Williams bottle and bond, man. I mean, you can have that stuff for, 40 years and right. crack it open and it's going to be just good. Now, with that being said, one of the things that I wanted to uh, bring out as far as it still goes, James 1, 4 says this, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. What James means by perseverance is when you are, you know, under fire. Okay. Let's go back to James 1, 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. The Greek for trials there is actually uh, like hardships and mm -hmm. things like that. So when you face these hardships, when you are put to the fire, you have to let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete. What are we looking at by mature and complete? If you notice that whenever you take a mash and you taste it, okay, it tastes sour, it tastes bad, whatever. After distillation is complete, there are so many more complex characters that have carried over. Complex characters that you can taste and drink complex characters that have a subtleness to them, a sweetness to them, a sweet, you know, much like whenever we are tried and we let perseverance have its way, the sweetness of Christ can be tasted within us. You know, much like this though, one of the things that I was thinking about in preparation to this week's topic, I was in basic training many years ago and I was there with a bunch of good men that I think are, you know, fair men. In the Air Force, we have a, a code of conduct, so to speak. And what our core values are is integrity first, service before self, 
and excellence in all we do. That sounds wonderful on paper. Integrity first, all these different, you know, this is what we're taught in basic. So shortly after that, deploying to Iraq, it's cool to be taught that in basic and it's nice to think that way. But when you're in a war zone and you're tested with it, that's where you see whether or not you're going to become a vinegar right. or a bird. Sure. And so I, I think that the steel has a lot to do with the outcome of a product. And so that's kind of like our main theme tonight is taking that mash and, and turning it into A or B. And so that, that goes for us. We are a mash. And so when we're put to the test, are we going to live forever? Or are we going to turn into a vendor to be dumped down the drain? You said it earlier. You you, you kind of caught my attention when you said this, but you, you know, you you said that a lot of times you have distilled vinegar. So you've distilled a product that wasn't ready, or it was past ready to be distilled. And where whereas I'm not quite saying that that people are past ready to be converted to Christianity or anything like that. I, I don't mean it like that, but I do want to point out that you know to stay true to this illustration and and whatever you know there is a time where the mash is ready to fully be transformed and then there's a time where it's not you can either you know like you said there there have been times me on the flip side learning this process from the you know from the beginning there were times where i ran a mash that was way too sticky and sweet so that meant that the conversion wasn't ready. Like I had a lot more sugar in there that I could have converted, you know, to get more, a lot more alcohol out of it. But, you know, it brings to me attention, the attention that there's a time and a understanding that, that takes place when this conversion happens. For instance, um, Ephesians 2 8 says, It's for grace you've been saved through faith, not from yourselves. It is, is a gift of God. And where I'm going with this is, like, I came to faith a long time ago. I mean, I was in high school. Um, however, I spent a lot of the first several, several years of my Christianity trying to live up to something that I thought I had to be, right? Um, so, would you say that? And I don't mean to interrupt, but would no. you say that in that point in your faith, you weren't completely converted to all that you knew that you were to be? So you were the mash that was, wasn't was quite ready to, you weren't quite converted yet? I mean, is that, the, am I understanding that right? Yeah, I'm not necessarily saying that uh, it wasn't real or whatever, but I think... I've had to really grow into myself as a Christian. Does that make sense? That you know, I, I think I mean you look at what we do in life, right? Your parents, when you're a kid, you have to act a certain way so your parents don't aren't disappointed in you or whip your butt or whatever. When you go to school, you have to act a certain way so that your teacher doesn't, you know paddle you or give you a bad grade or whatever we're we're trained in every aspect of our lives to act accordingly and so once we come to faith in Christ and and we we come to the side of it it's hard not to see things as 
you know, I have to act a certain way to go to heaven, or I have to act a certain way not to go to hell, or I have to act a certain way. And so to me, it's like taking a mash that's not ready and running it, and you don't get the the full distillate out of it. You know what I'm saying? And so, of course, in, in our spiritual lives, over time, we we can fit into that. We can progress into what we, you know, where we need to be. But I know for me, like for the longest time, and I've told Heather, you know, over the past couple of weeks, you know, I've, there's been some kind of spiritual awakening in me, but it's so much different as a 47 year old, you know, when I was in high school, I I would go to a youth camp or something would happen. It would be like, all right, I got to stop saying cuss words. I have to stop doing this. I have to, I have to act right because I'm, I'm a Christian. So I have to act a certain way and do certain things. And now it's not even about that. It's about focusing on nothing that I do, but focusing on the kingdom work that we've, we've talked about in the past couple of episodes or whatever, but focusing on like what really matters and the rest of that stuff it'll happen, but it's, it's just a matter of realizing that it's nothing, none of the works that I do have anything to do with my salvation. It's all his grace. So it's all him. Right. And so some of the things that I do will be a result of that, but it's not because of that, that anything happens. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I want to revert back real quick to a point that I, I was thinking about in preparation was that, you know, one of the things that Satan does, because, you know, we, we talk about the love of God. We talk about the love of Christ. We talk about who we are in Christ. You know, you made a very v- valid point about how the things that you experienced didn't really detriment your salvation. They detrimented or they didn't detriment any, anything. We, 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 we often think that they detriment our salvation but that's not the key. It's, it's not how we act or, or some of the things that we may do that, that determines our salvation because ultimately it's the grace of what Christ did on the cross. I'm actually working on a, on, on a book. And, and, and so tonight I went through this, what does rest in Christ look like? And, and it's a lot different than what you think, but sometimes Satan plants things in our head. Right. And right. so one of the things that, uh, I want to talk about real quick is have you ever started a mash and it's popping off like a rock star? And then after day two, it quits. Yep. Now that could be for a lot of different reasons. There was too much sh- sugar there. Now we can relate that to the guy or the girl that's on fire, like 110%. And, 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 and a lot of these analogies that I believe that you and I do can relate back to what Christ even said himself, you know, the parables of, you know, there was a seed sown on the, the rocky soil or the, you know, the fertile soil or whatever. And so let's take this mash that after two days, it's done. It's, it's quit. Satan has implanted something into this to make it say, you know what, I'm done. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. I can't handle it. Now, typically what I do, okay, is I'll add a little bit more yeast to it or nutrient, or I'll even heat it up a little bit. I may not add anything else 
to it. I'll heat it up just a little bit and give it a quick stir. Right. Bam. After the next day or so, it heats, it starts popping off again. How much more is it with us? You know, because I'm the kind of guy, dude, I'm either 100% in or I'm 100% out. There is no 1% or 99%. I'm 100 or I'm zero. Mm -hmm. And so there are times when I'm so into God and so on fire for God and so trying to do things to please him. And then I turn away and it's like, what are you doing? And God has to heat me up and give me a quick stir. So no matter what Satan does to this mash, and I'm, and I'm pointing to myself, this mash, and I stall out, right? God brings me back to the fire or the heat rather, gives me a quick stir and I'm right back to fermenting. So my point to saying all that is that you have this stuck fermentation. You know, we, we take it, we do what's necessary to it to let it continue to ferment, to get the goodness out of it, to put it in the, the still. To a distiller, what is mash? Okay, so let's take Psalm. David says, what is mankind that you are mindful of it? Job says, what is, okay, now keep in mind that whenever David said that, God was being gracious to David. Let's take Job though. Job says, what is mankind that you show so much attention? Now, Job was saying that in a way that, why are you holding me to this fire? What are you doing to me and holding me to this heat? So what is it about this mash? Is the, is the distiller going to throw out 2,500 gallons of mash because it's stuck? Or is it going to put the mash to a certain heat and do a certain thing to it so that it can be made into a phenomenal bourbon? Right. Does that make any sense? Yeah, that's perfect. One thing I, I want to point to, you know, kind of this is brings me kind of to my, my, my final point that I, I wanted to hit on tonight. But, you know, if we if we go back to the process, you know, you got mash that's getting ready to go through the still and then be converted to something else, right? That process of conversion is a strenuous process. So we use this um, analogy last time when we talked about the mash, you know, you got to heat the mash to get it to to the next stage, right? This conversion comes with a price. I, I don't know the exact passage right now, but you know, Jesus was given the parable of the rich young ruler. And so, you know, this rich young ruler comes in and says, what do I have to do to follow you? And he says, it's pretty simple. Just sell all the things that you own and, and follow me. And the guy's like, ah, I can't do that, right? Can't do that, yeah. So as MASH, we're setting up ourselves to potentially follow God, but that that the actual conversion, the actual process of dying to ourselves or being crucified with Christ, that actual process is very strenuous, is very hard. And like you're talking about, you know, sometimes we stall out because it's like, I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to, I don't want to sell everything and give it to the poor. But the reward on, on the other side is always something better than what we were the reward on the other side is being a better version of ourselves not even to mention i mean we could we could spend hours talking about you know being a child of god at that point but but the the point is this the process is a very strenuous process and only through that can we become something different 
And and I think that's a theme all throughout the Bible, all throughout our, our Christian lives is things don't just happen without there being strenuous circumstances. And, and we as a society like to look and say, oh, that's too tough or you're being too tough on your kids or, you know, whatever the circumstance, we don't like to hear that it's tough. We want everything to be easy or easily obtainable and everything the kingdom of God that's worth sticking through is strenuous. Does that make sense? Am I am I just making that up or do- no? I, have you ever heard of the circle of of life? And I think that this quote was made up probably in the Greatest Generation, uh, the ones of World War II. And so the saying goes: uh, Good times produce weak men. Mm-hmm. Weak men produce hard times. Hard times produce strong men. Strong men produce good times, right? right. And so you have this circle. And I, I, I feel like that's kind of this entire process. And so if I'm being honest with you, man, I, I love Jesus Christ. I love my Savior. Am I 100% sold out? And I'll be willing to look anybody in the face and say, if you think you're 100% sold out, you're crazy. Nobody's willing to say, I identify more with a rich ruler than I do with Jesus Christ. He says, sell everything and give it to the poor. I'm the mash in the barrel, man. I can't see to the other side. I can't know of this phenomenal bourbon that Frank Sinatra shared with John Wayne. I can't think about that. I know that I'm in a hot, humid place. Everything is smelling terrible. I'm left alone by myself. I can't see past that. And so, you know, we are the same way, man. Whenever whenever God calls us, we have to sell everything out and die to ourselves. But yet we have to see this other side, though we can't see the other side, though we are the mash that can't see the final product of the bourbon. That's where the, the, the cross of Christ comes into play. Right. That's why he's the master distiller, because if the mash had the, the opportunity to say, I don't want to be left alone, but by myself in the dark to ferment. I don't want to go into the steel to be set on fire. I don't want to do that. But the distiller sees the potential in the mash, puts the mash in the steel, fires the steel up, collects it. That's where the cross of Christ comes in. I see your potential. Right. You don't want to do it. I got it. Pick up your cross. Follow me. Well, do you think we've exhausted this topic or do you have anything else to add to it? I don't think I have anything else to add to it. I think that I probably went around the barn about seven or eight times. But If and when these things are published and if and when anybody ever listens to it, they're going to have to have ADD like you and I do to follow it. But it doesn't matter. It's It's all about the conversation, right? All right, well... As always, I love you, brother. I love you. And until next week, cheers, and I love you. I love you more, and I will uh, be talking with you. All right, buddy.